This episode of the Check Out This Record podcast is brought to you by GuitarExclusive.com. Visit now for buying guides, reviews, and more. GuitarExclusive.com. Greetings and welcome to the Rock, Rock, Rock and Roll podcast. Check out this record. My name is Mark and with us as always is the one and only Mr. Frankie D. That's Frank to the Triple D, uh, also known to all, well, actually just Mark, as the natural. That's correct. I do call him the natural. (laughs) We're so happy you could join us. If your uh, friends are wondering why you're suddenly having such good taste in music be sure to tell them that they can find out on check out this record and that it's available on spotify apple podcast amazon music or wherever you find the finest podcasts Heck, we're even on the jolly old youtube oh yeah that's right new episodes drip to the drop directly to your ears every friday and of course uh they're for your listening pleasure that's right uh for the uninitiated here on check out this record Frank and I find new albums for each other and go through them track by track. But that's not all. Oh, no, no. We have a wide variety of musical discussions, like in our Spotlight series, where we'll dig into a band's catalog and see what comes out the other side. That's right. Or in our Versus series, we pit two albums against each other. We have to do that soon. And they duke it out, Mark, for total stereo domination. All right. I mean, you know, Frank's been a little under the weather, so don't mind that total stereo domination out of him, folks. Uh, (laughs) Now, if social media is your thing, and let's be honest, we all know it is, be sure to check us out on Instagram, or we even have a Facebook group where we like to drop additional content, uh, because uh, if it doesn't happen on Facebook, it didn't really happen. That's what they say, man. And and uh-huh. you know, if you also pop over to another place where if things don't happen and they've never happened on YouTube, you mm-hmm. can watch us make these silly faces as we try to put this show together. And who knows? Maybe there's some exclusive content coming. Uh, probably some reviews that are going to make you guys really, really agitated down the line, which is exciting. Uh-huh. So you don't want to miss this. And be sure to click that old subscribe button. That's right. Now, last week, I told you we were going to head to the Mojave uh, and check out one of the pioneers of stoner rock, Fu Manchu. Now, I think we need to address the uh, the elephant in the room here. The band is not named after a mustache. No. You know, and listen, Mark, in my small mind, very small. Mm -hmm. This is initially what I was thinking that it was after the mustache. (laughs) Yeah, I had a feeling. Uh, Nope. It is, it is not. The band uh, and the mustache, however, are both named for a fictional character who first appears in the 1913 book, The Mysteries of Dr. Fu Manchu. He quickly became the archetype of the evil criminal genius and or mad scientist while lending his name to the mustache, even though he didn't actually wear one. Mm. And you know, the Oxford Dictionary marked defines Fu Manchu mm-hmm. as a long, narrow mustache whose ends taper and droop down to our chin. Sometimes yeah. we have two chins. That's right. That's right. Are you going to grow one? Uh, it's actually on my face right now. You just can't see it. Oh, 
very nice, very nice. So unfortunately, uh, the character morphs into kind of the negative stereotypes towards uh, Chinese people as writers found themselves uh, working him into more books, movies, and, and eventually even comic books. Fortunately, however, the dudes in the band Fu Manchu seemed to think he had a cool name and liked the sinister suggestion the name gave them uh, and uh, claimed it for themselves. Remember, the two main themes of stoner rock uh, have classically been sci-fi and muscle cars. Uh, so it really plays nicely as a name for a band, especially in, uh, in this particular genre. However, uh, as someone who really uh, only recently got into the band, it just feels like a cool, silly name that a bunch of stoners would have picked um, for an otherwise kind of silly rock band that can seriously rock. Uh, Frank, these guys uh, are from Southern California. It's 1985. Can you guess what kind of band they had originally modeled themselves after? Bon Jovi? Absolutely not. <laughs> if you said hardcore, you were correct. <laughs> uh, you but go. you were not. Uh, specifically Black Flag, Frank. They were, they were trying to be a Black Flag type hardcore band. Okay. Uh, after some lineup changes, uh, the band changed their name officially to Fu Manchu in 1990 uh, and would release wow. their first album under that name in 94 called uh, No One Rides for Free. It's uh, true. It is very true. Uh, and that's how uh, this beast essentially was born. Uh, there have been a ton of lineup changes over the years. Please go on like Wikipedia and just look at yeah. the number of people. Have I saw that. It's, a, it's a lot of dudes. And hey, look, it happens, right? Um, that hasn't slowed their output. They currently have 12 studio albums, a ton of EPs and singles, uh, a best of, a live album. They've got a ton of work for you to get into. Uh, but we're going to focus on their fifth album, uh, which, you know, because things are complicated, was actually two previous 10 inches that they had released, plus songs that have subsequently been added to the final product of those two 10 inches. That, of course, being uh, Godzilla eating dust plus four, where the plus four comes from. Uh, I'll be sure to break down the, the who's who's and the who's what's uh, as we get to them to make it easy, uh, you know, on you, Frank, and, and the listener. Uh, so that said, uh, you ready to fire this bad boy up? Mark, you know, I'm a pyro and I want to burn it up. And there it is right there, folks. The, yeah. vinyl, the vinyl. Yeah. It, look, I, I got this thing. It's totally bad. Ass, oh, but, yeah. Uh, highly recommend if you can find it. Go ahead. Get your hands on it. It's totes bad. Yep. Um, uh, so. The first four tracks uh, are from the 1999 10-inch entitled Eaten Dust, mm. uh, despite being recorded uh, and released two years after Godzilla. So Godzilla came out in 97. Uh, they've released this bad boy a few times, so it's probably just a choice of, of listening flows in terms of how the songs ended up in what order. Uh, but I liked that they kept the, the EPs essentially together and then tacked on the four extra songs, which... We're from the Godzilla uh, recording sessions at the end. Uh, the lineup for Eaton Dust, uh, which is basically the lineup as it exists now, is Scott Hill on vocals and guitar, Brent mm. Bjork on drums, Bob Block on lead guitar, and Brad Davis on bass. Mm. So track one, Eaton Dust. Uh, I love that they're like super easy with their names. Uh, the song <laughs> is your classic stoner jam about super fast, uh, uh, about going super fast 
and rocking out. And it really sets the tone here uh, with its nonsensical lyrics, fuzzy guitars, driving bass and, and over the top drums. This thing sounds like a, a big bad engine just revved up all the way. Frank, what do you think of the opener? You know, one thing Stoner Rock is always able to do well is give you the ability like to where you're floating in air while having like this rocking soundtrack accompanying your flight to wherever you want to go. The song to me is all about the vibe, music, riffs, vocals, and lyrics are they're secondary here. They're part of the secondary tier uh, because all the others match up really, really well. So solid opener for me. And in my opinion, that's largely to do with that riff because that's pretty yeah. awesome. It's pretty awesome. I mean- this whole record, both of the EPs and all the stuff, so this band is just like just super riff heavy, and it's it's amazing. Yeah, track two, shift kicker, uh, a tribute to a badass uh, car and going way too fast for responsible uh, purposes. Uh, we get to see the band show off their their technical skills with some killer breakdowns uh, and licks alike. Uh, are you holding on to your seat uh, in a good way, Frank, or a bad way? Well, Mark, recent bowel movements will make it in a, <laughs> in a bad way. Um, my internal toxins aside, it, uh-huh. it, I'm holding on to my seat in a good way. So I, I like the uh-huh. speed speed of this song. Uh, and from the limited stoner rock I, I've heard, you know, most of it is pretty even. Uh, so this kicked me right in my shift for sure. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, Track three, Orbiter. Uh, The band kind of downshifts the tempo here, giving us this killer, killer drum and vocal intro. Uh, Then one of those amazing heavy riffs, uh, a fuzzy as hell solo and some funky off time percussion here to mix things up. We're treated to lyrics about a, a muscle car they're waiting to see and race along the desert road, but it's it's unclear if it's real or fiction or means anything at all. Uh, definitely a cool jam in my book. Frank, you dig in this, yeah, we'll call it slower number. Yeah, I am. And context is king, not only in everything, but in music. Mm-hmm. And, and if you take this for what it is, it's super cool. It's nice for once just to have like a good time with music, right? And and just be able to to bob the head. And and I believe at least that's what I was feeling many times when I was just listening to this. So it, it was really welcoming. Yeah, I agree with that. There's something about this that just feels good. Yeah. It's not serious at all. Just we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. Track four, Mongoose. Uh, Frank, you might recognize this song from a 2008 Toyota Sequoia commercial it appears uh in this in its six minute form uh they would re-release it uh, a slightly short or re-record a slightly shorter version for their 2001 release uh california crossing uh i'm pretty sure the uh the guys are singing about like the badass bikes made by a company called mongoose uh mongoose makes a killer bike so i just assume it's about dudes hanging out watching other people ride bikes yeah. uh, and the thrill of riding you know bmx and all kinds of different fun you can have you know on a bike uh you, you ever ride a mongoose yeah i have not and i actually don't remember this on the toyota commercial however mm. i could totally see it and i could totally hear it i could it just uh, they mesh very well together this could be the first track on the album this far where i may have wanted some change up on the vocal delivery uh, as mm-hmm. there could be a little bit 
of a repetitive nature. Um, again, there's two facets, you know, and that's the secondary facet with the first facet being the loud, fuzzy guitars, the whole vibe and stuff like that. Uh, this was just the first song where I may have noticed that and said that to myself. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, um, track five is Pigeon Toe. Mm. Uh, this track was part of the Eaten Dust recording session but wasn't actually on the original 10 inch release uh only being added to the album in 1999 uh for their cd release uh, i love how the song opens with this big fuzzy chord and the drums come just bashing in and the band fills in behind them in this uh chaotic intro uh that feeling feels excuse me that feels a lot like a, a cloud of dust on a desert highway as you might imagine uh, building as a, a muscle car is just tearing ass right at you um, uh, just to miss you uh, as it speeds by leaving you in that giant cloud of dust. Um, is that just me, Frankie, or are you <laughs> feeling the same thing? Yeah, I, I definitely feel this song and I can see the correlation here with the mm -hmm. hardcore roots for certain. Like this was mm -hmm. the first time where I kind of saw it all meshed together. Uh, I like uh, a song like this, uh, it, it's completely, I think, in union with the desert. Like it feels like a true desert rock song and that it is a thing because it, it makes total sense. I could totally picture it. You could totally feel it. Uh, this song encompasses all of that. So, yeah, I totally, totally we're digging it here. Excellent. Excellent. So we're going to move kind of quickly. This is a, a short record for being 12 songs. Uh, all right, so we're on to the Godzilla 10-inch portion of the record, uh, recorded mm. back in 97, as I mentioned. There is a slight lineup change here, with lead guitar being played by Josh uh, Hom, Hom? I don't know how you're supposed to say that guy's name, uh, of Caius. I also don't know how to say the name of his other band. Uh, and of course, what we all know him for is Queens of the Stone Age. Yep. Uh, however, he recorded this under the assumed name Mike Coopersmith. Oh, I don't know. I Googled it. Nothing came up under Mike Cooper Smith that made it more or less interesting. Anyways, track six, Modular Overload. Uh, the band keeps us in a lower gear on this track with a, a steady pace number about getting lost behind the wheel, metaphorically, we would assume. Uh, at this point, it's all the fuzzy heaviness you'd expect from the band. Frank, you feel in the impact of, of John here? Uh, excuse me, Josh, whatever this guy's name is. I don't know. Uh, Mike Cooper Smith here, or does it, uh, or does he blend into the Fu Manchu sound without distracting from the rest of the band? The the impact is there for sure, and you know mm -hmm. I watched a video some time ago where Josh is explaining that when uh, he was taking guitar lessons in the desert, ironically, uh, he learned little tricks on guitar, like taking away a singular note on a chord or skipping a note on a scale and moving it around. And he felt that that could be his thing that he would be known for. So you could recognize it on the guitar. With that said, I hear it all the way. I, I totally, uh, the guitar work is totally distinguishable uh, based on what I previously said. Uh, this is also a song where the, chorus really stands out too so uh, i love how everything came together in this song very cool uh track seven living legend we're that's getting me. a little bit that is that's it's also another name i call frank uh we're getting uh, a little bit of the sci-fi uh aspect out of the band here with a, a mythical racer from the the middle of the world's legend being spotted on a high road but as legends do it's in slow motion for the non-belief. I don't know. Like I said, these lyrics aren't supposed to mean <laughs> right, right, right. 
Frank, you dig in this little bit of uh, mythos the band is playing with here? I'm always down for anything sci-fi and anything that adds a little mythology to it. Uh, only gripe is that mm-hmm. the recording, is it feels a little reserved. I felt like sonically they could have let go a little bit more. I'm not talking about in a polished way. I'm just talking about in a more maybe aggressive way. Um, but, I mean, I'm digging everything else. I just maybe felt that the recording could have been a little bit better. Yeah, they went to nine. They could have gone to ten. Bingo, bingo. There we go. All right. Track eight, Godzilla. Oh, uh, it's the blue oyster cult classic. Uh, Fu slows it way down uh, and fuzzes it way the hell up. Uh, We get some pretty cool soloing from from Josh here that uh, mimics how uh, blue oyster cult did it, uh, but with a little extra fuzz on it. Frank, you dig in the uh, the OG or the this version of the Godzilla best. You know, Blue Oyster Court's another uh, cult. Excuse me, is another band that I'd like to explore more with you, in particular, Mark. Uh, oh, okay. I, however, uh, I I think this is a very good cover, and I happen to like both versions. And I was listening to them both back to back and putting one first before the other, and then the next mm-hmm. time listening to it, doing the same. And uh, I think they were both very pleasant to listen to. So they're both, you know. <laughs> Both done well. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Uh, track nine, Grendel Snowman. Mm. No idea what that means. Uh, we're now into the <laughs> uh, plus four section of the record. These were additional recordings from the Godzilla recording sessions that didn't make it to the 10 inch, uh, but were added it uh, to the 2019 release uh, that is now available to you uh, either you know, through, through Mark or at <laughs> my house. Um, I have no idea what this song is supposed to be about like at, at all, because it just makes no sense. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, they keep it uh, in that second gear tempo. We're keeping it nice and low. They like to keep moving uh, without any major uh, tempo shifts here. I would have liked to seen a little bit more out of them. This track felt a little uh, lackluster to me in that it just seemed a little one dimensional. Brad Bjork's drumming here uh, is really on point. However, he's keeping the rhythms pumping, uh, and dropping in some killer fills uh, as necessary. Frank, are you a Grendel snowman? Yeah, if you're referring to uh, a monstrous man-eating descendant of Cain slain by Beowulf, the snowman version, then absolutely, Mark, that's me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listen, the drumming here is the high point, and I won't give this guy shit for having the last name Bjork at all. Um, I, I, yeah. He really does a great job. Uh, this song... Also sounds very 1999, Mark, and you know mm-hmm. how I love to chat about that year uh, in music to no end. Um, but we went to a lot of festivals that year, and I totally could have heard this band on Ozfest. So I wonder if we did, and we just don't remember. We got to uh, look it up. Yeah, totally. Uh, track ten, strolling astronomer. Mm. Uh, we're picking the tempo up here a bit, and we get uh, some fun guitar noodling under uh, the super heavy fuzz of uh, Scott Hill's guitar. I love this extended uh, drum as a bridge into the jamming outro. Uh, nothing fancy here, just good old-fashioned stoner rock and roll. Uh, your thoughts, Frank? Yeah, I mean, I actually wanted to be an astronomer, then I realized I sucked at almost anything and most things at a high academic level, Mark, including math. Um, yeah. Back to the song, because it's not about that. Uh, right. not, nothing fancy and antsy here. Just loud, fast, fuzz rock and roll, as you mentioned. Um, again, you know, put it on the back and enjoy it. Yeah, it's a good time. Track 11, Urethane. 
Took me like three days to make sure I was pronouncing it. Me a thane. You're a (laughs) thane. I could be a thousand percent wrong, but I think this tune's about uh, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, but as drag race team and the secret route to and from Earth. I don't know. It's possibly, probably isn't uh, about anything more than uh, having fun uh, adventures, driving your car fast down a desert highway. But uh, I like reading too deep into things (laughs) because... That's how I'm ruining my life. Would you think? <laughs> <laughs> I, I could totally see what you're saying. Again, nothing great here, but it's a fun listen. <laughs> uh, track 12. This is the, the real reason I wanted to add the extra four tracks here. Uh, it's Jailbreak. It is. Written, of course, by uh, Frank's hero and mine uh, of this program, uh, Phil Lynette. Uh, like Godzilla, co- like the Godzilla cover, excuse me. <laughs> They're dosing this uh, in the Fu Manchu signature levels of fuzz, uh, but they aren't really slowing it down the way they did with Godzilla. A great tribute to the mighty Thin Lizzy, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Frank, I'll ask you the same question as before. Which version do you prefer? I mean, I'm going with the OG for sure, and that's because Thin Lizzy was just so damn good that it's hard to top Mm -hmm. their songs, even if the covers are good, which this one is. Um, I did enjoy, though, uh, this edition. And Mark, you're right, especially as the closer. I see what you're going for here by having this on there. Um, It's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, It's just a nice, tasty way to end the album. Uh, So, you know, uh, uh, unfortunately, we've reached the end of the line for this massive stoner rock album. Uh, That's really just a couple of smaller records. Uh, you know, Godzilla style smashed together. Why don't you give us your final thoughts, uh, Almighty Frank Zilla? Yeah, so presented as a work of fun, desert stoner, fuzzy rock. Uh, if that's how it's presented, which you did present that to me, then I'm in. Presented as a work that would change one's life, you know, more than likely than you're out. But again, there's context. That's why context is king. And that's how mm-hmm. it went into this record. I did thoroughly enjoy the muscle car rock feel to it, loud, fuzzy guitars. I mean, we're talking about the guitars constantly, but I mean, they're just done so well that you have no choice but to talk about them. You know, the mm-hmm. riffs, nice job of elevating these songs. Vocals and lyrics are, listen, they're probably, the, if I had to pick a lame duck here, uh, that is what it is for me, but it's not what this is supposed to be about, right? It's the music that you could vibe to. And as mentioned, Holmes edition, uh, is, is a new edition that adds his unique elements to the songs. So I did enjoy this record, um, and I would give it a six and a half out of ten. Right up, right up. So let me start by saying uh, I don't think this, Fu, this is Fu Manchu's best album. Uh, that said, I think this is probably the easiest entry point to get people uh, listening and interested in the band. The covers play... Uh, a good deal of that, right? It's easier to get into music when you're already familiar with it. Uh, but I also think it gives uh, a great spread of what Fu Manchu is about. With Eaton Dust, we get more of the classic stoner rock, muscle car, rock and roll vibe. Uh, the band's earlier catalog was really kind of known for. And with uh, the Godzilla side, uh, despite being recorded before the Eaton Dust side, we're treated to more of the sci-fi element that would come out in their later the later part of their catalog. Uh, I think it's just needed, uh, it just needed some time to develop. And that's probably why they stay a little bit more in the car lane. Uh, Makes you know, sense. So much. Makes Plus, sense. Using a guy like Josh home here it is cool. Uh, but the recording with him didn't feel as cohesive uh, as they do with Bob Bach, uh, who would be the key part of the band sound uh, over the entire catalog. Um, 
all that said, uh, I love this record. I think it's a ton of fun. Uh, it's how I got into the band. And so it's, it's got a bit of a uh, sentimentality to me. Uh, I'm giving this guy a seven and a half out of 10 just for fuzz alone. Nice. Uh, check out this record. Well, you heard it here, folks. We don't play around. <laughs> no games here. No games here. No games here, oh, folks. Oh, man. Well, it's too bad because, Frank, I have a game for you. Oh, man. I, I, I hope I like you after this one. That's all I got to say. We'll find out. It might not be me you don't like. It might be you you don't like. Oh, uh, well, that's probably, yeah. I'm just, that's called, this is called deflection, my friend. That's true. <laughs> uh, so, as I mentioned, uh, part of why I picked Godzilla Eaten Dust is because of the covers uh, that make the album a little easier to digest if you're not familiar with the style and sound. Okay. Uh, so, I thought we'd play a game about covers. Uh, I'll give you the name of the song. And the artist that covered it, Frank, you'll need to tell me who the original artist was. Bonus points if you can name the album that the original is from. So if I say Ryan Adams' Wonderwall, you would mm-hmm. say... I would I would say Oasis, definitely, maybe. Oh, that wasn't on... Uh, no, uh, what's well, the story morning sorry, glory? what's the story Morning Glory? What's story Morning Glory? Uh, so you only would have gotten one point for that. Jesus. All right. Uh, all right. I'm going to start you easy. It'll get significantly harder. Yeah, that's what I'm, as we go. That's what I'm dreading. Johnny Cash. Uh huh. Hurt. Oh, well, OK. This is nine inch nails. Downward, uh-huh. spi- downward spiral. That is correct. All right. Yep. Question yep. two. Finn Lizzie. Rosalie. Bob Seger band. Uh huh. Uh, or Bob Seger and his Silver Bullet Band. Yeah, I'll just accept Bob Seger. This isn't Jeopardy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the album. Ooh, I, I don't. I'm, I'm going to just say Night Moves because that's the only one I could think of. But that's not it. It's from his 1973 release called Back in '72. Yeah, so like ten years prior to Night Moves, probably. <laughs> All right, Jimi Hendrix, All Along the Watchtower. Well, yeah, so that's obviously Dylan, mm-hmm. Bob, Bob Dylan, everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's from uh, John Wesley Harding. Correct. I see you're doing good here. Okay. All right. All right. The, the Clash. Okay. <laughs> I Fought the Law. So that's from the guy who played with, obviously, Buddy, uh, Buddy Holly. Uh, and that's Bobby Fuller. Um, and the album, though, oof, I mean, those albums back in the day, I hold on the Bobby. I mean, just Bobby Fuller self-titled. Does he have a self-titled album? The Bobby Fuller so, four. <laughs> I, I, I believe Bobby Fuller was in the crickets, correct? Yes. After, yep. Yeah. So it was originally released as a cricket song. Uh, um, but you were right, though. It was written by Bobby Fuller. Uh for their album, uh, the first album released after Buddy Holly's death in the style of the crickets or Got in it. style with the crickets. So, so, tech, you, so like I get like half points for that. I'm going to give you a point for that because you, you got the songwriter right. You just didn't name the band. Right. I, close so, so it was the crickets, but Bobby Fuller was singing. And this is obviously post right. Buddy Holly. Mm-hmm. OK. All right. Yeah. Hey, look, we learned something. Uh, this one's this one's a, a tough. This is where things really escalate, Frank. Thanks, Question Mark. Five. Yeah. Me first in the gimme gimmies. Okay. <laughs> Who put the bump? 
who put the bump and the bump shawamp shawamp. Uh, that's not. That's one of those. Obviously, it's one of those fifties groups. Uh, you would think uh, so. No, it's the guy who did. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He did other songs. Obviously, sure. he did other songs. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, obviously, maybe he wrote one song. How do you know? He only did one song. I don't know. You should know, pal. No, no. <laughs> hold, on. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He did. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Played piano. That's all I know. I know his name is Barry something, not Manilow. It just I, all I know is his name is Barry. Take take off the low. Barry, Barry Man. Barry Man. Oh, and, and believe it or not, the album was called Who Put the Bump? So that's OK. Yeah. Oh. Title title track. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. This, one, this one's going to be tough for you. I'm sure. The Talking Heads. Mm-hmm. Take me to the river. Talking Heads. Take me to the river. That is thought... not how that song goes. Really? Take me to the river. Take me to the river. I didn't think you liked the Talking Heads, by the way. Are you, you kind of growing on them a little bit? Well, I got to be honest. When I saw that this was a cover, I went, oh, that explains why that's my favorite song. Ah, uh, so I see what you're saying. Take- I mean, I said they could. You know what? That, they're one of those bands that I don't like because I don't like people who like them. Yeah, I got it. It's one of those. Just, yeah, I know. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. That, was the, that was an old. That's an old tune, though. Uh, mm-hmm. No, old as far as. I mean, they covered in the 80s, so. Is that like an Al Green song or something? Oh, it is. It is, in fact, an Al Green song. All right. Yeah. Never going to get what record. I'm never going to get what record that's from, but. It's from Al Green Explores Your Mind. See, th- those album titles back then, there's no way I'm going to remember those. <laughs> the specials. Uh-huh, uh-huh. A message to you, Rudy. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you, the original was actually called Rudy, A Message, message- to you. So they re- wait, wait, just just so we could totally get this here. Mm-hmm. Specials had a song called Rudy. No, the specials had a song called A Message to You, Rudy. Mm-hmm. The original song, which this is a cover of, the specials covered, is called Rudy, A Message to You. So they just changed where the where Rudy was in the title. Oh. As well as adding, you know, their their specials twist to it. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, just that didn't yeah. help at all, did it? No, it, no, it didn't. I, I mean, I do that. Song, <laughs> I do that song was 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 a cover. Uh, mm-hmm. I just I don't know the original artist's name. I mean, it's gonna be from one of the old like kind of calypso uh, reggae singers who I probably don't know. So I, I yeah, it, it was a dance hall singer uh, named Dandy Livingston. Dandy Livingston, and it was actually he had only originally released it as a single. Oh, so it was never, uh, but it was never an album track, huh? It was so popular that there was actually a bidding war, and uh, the record company that the specials were on at the time won the bidding war for them to be able to cover it and release it. I have to imagine this is pre pre reggae, right? Where it was things were like not like they were like rock steady kind of that that genre yeah, it was a little was bit more dance hall, it. It yeah, a little more reggae. So it was you know probably early seventies. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, maybe maybe late sixties in in that area. I, I definitely recommend looking at it. It's a really cool number. Uh, he apparently did the recording when he had a cold and wanted to go back and re-record it, and they were like, "No, it's really dope." 
So they just added a trombone part. I love those old recordings sometimes. That's really cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, number eight, this one's, uh, you're either going to totally know this or you won't. Mm. Husker Dew. Yeah. Eight Miles High. Eight Miles High by mm-hmm. Husker Dew from their from their album. Mm-hmm. It's not New Day Rising. I'm trying to place with their album first. Any luck? You got nope. it? Nope. You got nothing? Uh, the Birds. That's with a Y. Uh, the Birds with a Y. Their album, Fifth Dimension. Uh, really cool song. I like both versions. That I not to recommend. be confused for with the Fifth Dimension. Correct. Not to be confused with the band, the Fifth Dimension. Okay. Okay. All right. Number nine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Elvis Costello and the Attractions. Good Year for Roses. Good Year for Roses. That is from all this. I, I know that's from all this senseless beauty, isn't it? <laughs> if I. Hold on. I'm going to get this because it doesn't have that I'm singing like different songs to you, does it? No, no, actually, I kind of like that you're, you're doing that. Yo, this is. This is an old country song. It is an old country song. It's not George Jones. That's the first place I want to go to. But uh, really, that's, that's going to be my guess. Sure it's, it's a very good guess. It's George Jones. It is George well, Jones. I didn't think want, he. Do you want to know? You want to guess the name of his album? The George Jones album? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's, a, it's George Jones with love. Oh, so it is George Jones. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say either him or, or Alan. Um, I know Alan Jackson, the, the country guy, he he recorded it later. But okay, good to know. Yeah. All right. This next one, I promise you, is super hard. Oh, boy. The Suicide Machines. Mm-hmm. I never promised you a rose garden. I beg your pardon. I never mm-hmm. promised you a rose garden. That was from the Suicide Machine self-titled record, just to... Correct. Just that is where it appeared. And this song, I know this song because this song was actually um, in the SLC Punk soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but it was by the, the Suicide Machine. So I know Correct. That, Correct. That's not the name of the game here. That is not how we're playing this game. Ooh, um, I don't know. who. So this... Uh, there's actually a number of people who have done this. It's all been country bands up until uh, the Suicide Machines. Originally done by Billy Joe Royal uh, mm. from his album Billy Joe Royal, featuring Hush, 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 Hush. Yeah, so this was like a B side on that album, dude. Like, okay, all right. Isn't that crazy? That's pretty crazy, actually. But I do remember uh, so it on was- the SLC Punk Trump soundtrack. Uh huh. You got 10. Yeah. Did I really? You got 10 points out of a possible 20. Hey, man. You know, if, <laughs> if, if I am to, uh, to summarize my uh, academic career in one word, which is mediocre, that, mm-hmm. that, that represents it quite well. Ah, uh, there we go. Uh, Frank, uh, yeah. what do you have in store for us next week? Well, Mark, uh, I hope mm-hmm. you don't hate me, uh, but okay. I want to continue. 
uh, uh-huh. this lighthearted path because uh, I think it kind of gives us a break from our usual therapy gut wrenching sessions. And believe me, mm-hmm. we, I'm sure we'll get into some of those. Uh, plus, this album is actually having its 30th anniversary this year. Uh, excellent. Now, uh, it's it's a debut, and I will say there's uh, flaws on it. This is not a record where I'm like, Mark, you got to absolutely, you're going to love this. I'm I'm presenting it to you saying, Mark, you got to listen to this, and I'm curious mm-hmm. as to your thoughts. Uh, it's in the midst of the nerd college rock, and there's a very immature nature of it. Uh, I think there's some good sensibility here in the songwriting, and if you take it for what it's worth and you know have a break with it it might bring a smile to your face and you may like it so that album that i just referred to is called gordon and it's by the bare naked ladies <laughs> uh, awesome i'm into it let's do it i uh i have a list of bands with with milestone uh anniversaries nice, nice. and i did my best to sneak it out and i was like he's not describing any of the bands <laughs> 30 um so gordon and and i think you'll you might find some songs that uh you you might like uh some you're gonna just find straight up silly but i think it's sure they're supposed to be silly uh there's a song i mean that's what i'm expecting already there's a song (laughs) entitled brian wilson in there which is which is pretty fun there's even one called be my yoko ono so they get the beach boys and the beatles out bing bang boom right there um it, it's it's lighthearted and if you take it for for just being silly uh you might like it uh then again you might hate it but that's okay too because it's again lighthearted very nice i uh i can't wait let's uh let's do to do it all right pal so listen thank you everyone for joining remember like subscribe rate review suggest more importantly be safe yeah absolutely you know uh we love it when you make it to the end of the program with oh, us oh uh, do we be sure to tell us uh, what you think of the show because uh, Frank's going to write you a nasty email if he doesn't like it. And, and don't be afraid to drop those requests wherever you find us. Um, yeah. Now, if you'd be so kind as to yell this out wherever you are at the absolute top of your lungs. Are you ready, friends? Oh, my, my. Oh, hell yes. Oh, bye-bye. Bam 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 b